Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show with me, Steve Harrison. Now, uh, it's no secret uh, that I am an avid fan of Eurovision, have been for years, having parties and all sorts. So, uh, when I was offered an opportunity to have a chat uh, with one of this year's entrants, oh my word, I jumped at it. Uh, So, uh, what an absolute pleasure uh, to be talking to uh, guys from the band Blind Channel, Nico and Joel, who are representing Finland at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Guys, how you doing? Great, how are you? Great, great. I am not too bad at all, thank you very much. Guys, thanks very much for uh, taking the time out to chat to us here on ARFM. So, you guys from the band Blind Channel, uh, set to appear uh, this week's Eurovision representing Finland. Let's talk a little bit about that before we go into the history, because I am aware of Blind Channel, three albums out, banging as well music, that metalcore, newcore crossover. Uh, so uh, before we get to, to the nitty gritty, tell us a little bit about um, uh, the entering of Eurovision uh, you know, of course, we referenced Lordy winning it back in 2006. People always say there's a lot to live up to and great expectations. Are you looking forward to this week? Yeah, we're really looking forward. It's been a fun week here in Rotterdam. Like, we've had a lot of rehearsals. And, like, about this whole Eurovision thing, like, we don't really know. We don't exactly know what happened. Like, we're <laughs> here. Like, like, the pandemic hit us pretty hard. Like, back in, in the beginning of 2020, we released our third album. We had big things coming. It was supposed to be our big year. Yeah. But then, like, everything was cancelled because of the pandemic. And then we had two options. Like, we could sit in a rehearsal place and wait for the storm to pass. Or then we could, like, hit the national television and perform to 200 million people. And the choice was pretty obvious. So <laughs> that's when we started to, that's when we decided to, like, participate in Eurovision. And now, like, now we're just here in a five-star hotel in Rotterdam, like, thinking, like, Guys, what the fuck happened? (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. So, it was this then as a result, as you say, Violent Pop released, I think, last March. uh, And I got sort of uh, leading tracks from it. uh, Gun, I think, a Time Bomb. What a banging tune off that album. That is a cracking song, got to say. So, did this sort of come after that? Was it a decision after it? It was never the intention to sort of go for Eurovision back in 2020 then, but when it got cancelled. Yeah, basically the whole idea that started uh, when the pandemic started, it was pretty easy choice on that point because um, I think our album was like, uh, well, it didn't took that big uh, audience as we expected yeah. just because we couldn't tour and play the festival. So we needed to figure out how to survive. And yeah, I think the the album got a new life because we got so many new fans and new audience and the whole Eurovision thing kind of, made the breakthrough for the band in, in Finland and in, in Europe. So basically everyone is now listening also while and pop album, which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I mean, obviously uh, as, as an entry into Eurovision uh, and, and sometimes it works for bands and sometimes it doesn't, it does seem that it's, it might have worked positively for you guys. So uh, because I, I suppose there are other rock bands, metal artists that have entered it and they've not not fared so well. Lordy, though, that again rocketed those guys as well into, into sort of uh, across Europe and the, and the US. Uh, and obviously it's having a good positive effect for you guys as well then. 
Yeah, like definitely. It's been it was it was really a good choice to participate. And like we think that it's about like staying true to yourself. Yeah. Like there are a lot of people like calling like let's say a rock band participates in Eurovision and people are calling them sellouts, but it's your own choice if you're gonna sell out or not. Like we didn't sell out. We we came here, but we're exactly the same band we were before. Like we didn't change anything. We went to Eurovision and showed our middle finger <laughs> to everybody. <Yeah. laughs> we're screaming on that stage, like doing exactly what we do. It's just that there's a lot more people watching that. Like it doesn't have to be, have to be, you don't have to be a sellout if you don't want yeah. to just do your own thing. Like it's always been like that for us. Like no compromise. No, we don't do compromises. We do exactly our own thing. And it's been like, it's been a rough fight, like with the EBU and people like that. Cause <laughs> yeah. they are trying, they're constantly trying to change, change us to fit their concept of Eurovision. Like you should be this love and hope and happiness. And, <laughs> and then <laughs> we're like, fuck you. We're showing a little thing everybody. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, this song then, Dark Side, uh, was that specifically released uh, and ri- written for uh, for Eurovision, or is that something that sort of uh, c- sort of forthcoming uh, from future releases? Uh, so tell us a little bit about the song. Well, it was not not uh, written for the Eurovision concept. It was basically written because we were so pissed off when when the he- whole thing happened in in last uh, spring. Yeah. So we needed to kind of channel the frustration about the situation on that point and basically if you read the lyric or uh, listen to the song you can hear that frustration about the situation on that song and i think that was the main reason why people fell in love with that song because it was so honest about the feelings that it it was so it was so frustrating on that point when everything was kind of cancelled and we we couldn't make our dreams come true yeah. yeah, like Dark Side was written way before, and we just wanted to make an anthem for everyone who felt frustrated, or who fe- we wanted to make an anthem for people who felt bad. And then, of course, when the Eurovision idea came up, we immediately knew that Dark Side was gonna be the song to participate with. But yeah, the main idea behind the song was just that, like, when when pandemic hits the world and you lose your job and you're in quarantine and you feel really depressed. You don't want to hear songs that sing about love and hope and happiness. No, you need a song where you can throw your fucking middle fingers up to and scream to. And we needed a song like that. Yeah. And then we figured that a lot of people could probably use a song like this as well. Yeah. And that's that's when Dark Side was born. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've got to say as well, uh, Nico, I, I agree with what you just said a few a few moments ago as well. In that uh, those that will be familiar with the band's previous work and your previous releases... Uh, and certainly I got to know the band at uh, the release of Blood Brothers in 2018. Uh, and it was probably, it was one of those where it was almost by default sort of scouring around, surfing, and then YouTube, and then Spotify, and then Apple Music. And then it was all of a sudden, it was like, oh, uh, Elephant in the Room, uh, and then Wolfpack. And then it was like, oh, the animal-related tracks on uh, uh, on Blood Brothers. Uh, and it was it, our oh, Sharks Love Blood. And then it was just like, I'm liking this, really, really liking it. That sort of metalcore, new metal crossover, almost sort of, I suppose Papa Roach, Limp Biscuit meets Architect. Uh, for for one of the we like we like to sort of pigeonhole things, you know. It's it's only human nature to say, oh, it sounds a bit like this. Uh, and I and I loved it, really, really good. And I think you're right. I think that the the song that's um, in Eurovision Dark Side 
it's definitely a true reflection of uh, of uh, Blind Channel, uh, and you've not sort of diversified or moved away from from your musical style whatsoever. So absolutely, you've not sold out. Definitely not. Now, if I can talk to you then about, uh, you know, Violent Pop uh, released last year. Certainly COVID's had a, a major impact on that, as you say. But you've got this great opportunity to uh, get the band out known uh, to uh, hundreds of millions uh, of viewers. Um, but what about the sort of uh, the, the next 12 months sort of post Eurovision? Was last year also sort of spent uh, continuing writing as a result of, you know, Violent Pop was released. Are, are you another one of these bands that's just continued to write and try and put things together ready for when uh, you can get back out on the road? Yeah, well, like, like, of course, we're always writing new music all the time. And we usually write songs about things that piss us off, like things that make us mad. And lately we've been mad about a lot of things. So actually we have a new <laughs> album coming next year. We can talk more about that later. But yeah, mostly it's just like, of course, we're always making music. But when our shows were canceled, yeah. then like we, we refused to like just sit around and wait, wait for the pandemic to be over. We're like, we're, we've always been very creative and very innovative. Like, like we want to find ways to further our careers, no matter what the circumstances are. And we've faced difficult circumstances before. This must be the most difficult circumstance. Yeah. Circumstances we've been in, but like, yeah, when the when the pandemic hit, at first we didn't know what to do. We just wrote Dark Side. We wanted to like release a big anthem, but then our guitarist said, that, "Guys, we should hit the television. Like, no matter how bad this pandemic goes." They're not gonna take people's TVs away, and that, <laughs> we were we were pretty skeptical, like us too. Yeah, we were pretty, yeah, we were pretty skeptical about. It. We were like, just only because we had never thought about thought about that before. Like, if you if a year ago, if you told us that, guys, you're gonna be in a year, you're gonna be in Eurovision, we yeah. would say that. The <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> It was so massive. I mean, if you think about the whole event and the whole, whole competition, it's so massive that we were, I think we were kind of scared that we were thinking that it's so, it's so big that we can't go there. But then we, when we were figuring out, we actually uh, knew that, yeah, it's exactly what we needed on that point. Yeah. And of course, you, uh, it's the second semifinals that you're, you're around on this coming Thursday. Yep. Yeah. So uh, obviously, uh, is there a, a lot of nerves then uh, in terms of you know it's it's a bit different to sort of playing festivals. You've played at Vakken, you've been on tour with the likes of Seven Dust, Amaranth, uh, Simple Plan, etc., etc. So uh, is it a, is it a little bit um, is it different then playing in that sort of atmosphere? You mentioned that you've done rehearsals as well. So what's it like being on that sort of uh, studio stage? I mean, it's uh, it's pretty automatic. We know exactly where to move and how to sing and yeah. what happens on exact point. So, so yeah, it, it's different for sure. But still, we have the adrenaline before the show, and it feels pretty good to walk to the stage and you you have that evil smile on your face and you look <laughs> at the arena. You're like, fuck yeah, you're gonna all die. It's so massive. <laughs> yeah, I like, fucking love it. Yeah, like well, only thing that that's stressful in here is like the pandemic situation is it's it's a bit bad here in netherlands yeah and so we have to stay in quarantine and you're like constantly like you have to take corona test every 48 hours yeah so a lot of sticks to our fucking noses and then like we've, we've been doing a lot of interviews and stuff like that and those are like the things that stress us out a lot but when we're on stage we just feel like like we played arena shows before and when we hit the stage it feels like guys we're home yeah yeah <laughs> 
that's the only place where we, have, we can be on 100% ourselves. And that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. So are you, so you're currently quarantined then at, at this moment in time then? So is it like a case if you're going to be stuck in the hotel room then for all day, basically? Yeah, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Uh, but, but I mean, it's it's like two day offs and uh, these kind of interviews. And on Wednesday, we have two rehearsals. So we need to be, I can uh, kind of rested for that and have a, have a good sleep and stuff like that. And so basically, yeah, it's good to have this um, free time before the storm starts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, just a sort of a quick sort of question then. I mean, in terms of, of your vision uh, and, and rock acts, they do tend to do quite well. Obviously, you know, again, you've got the reputation of Lordy preceding you from 2006. But generally, when bands, when sort of rock bands, heavy metal bands get into Eurovision, they do do quite well. I'm thinking of the likes of, I mean, Heat from Sweden entered it, Yawn from Norway, uh, although didn't quite make the qualifiers and didn't get to the semis and then to the finals and the stages like, like you have. Uh, but do you think that there's a genuine place for sort of more rock acts to get into Eurovision? Would you actually say to bands that rock bands and metal bands, if they've got the opportunity, do it? Like, definitely, we would like to see a lot of different kind of music in Eurovision. That would be cool. Like, rock music, of course, but all kinds of, like, yeah. oddballs, new styles, something fresh and completely new. But, like, that was what we would love to see. And, like, maybe maybe we could tell, like, some bands that you should definitely participate in Eurovision. But the important thing is that you got to keep your own head when you do it. Like if, it. like, if we were a young band and this was our first big thing ever, like, I think... We would have believed everything the EBU and the people here said to us, like, you should be like this, you should be like this. Then we, we would start to, like, change our concept because we didn't know, didn't, wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. And then it wouldn't, it wouldn't be so successful. Like, we're only here to, like, show the whole Euro what Blind Channel is all about. We don't really care about the placement. We just care about making a statement. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, if you, like, if a band finds themselves selves in a difficult situation like difficult circumstances there's nothing to do and you don't know what to do next then eurovision might be a great option for you yeah 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 has, has there been a lot of pressure then as you say there from the ebu and, and others then to sort of to conform or to change has there been has there been a lot of pressure on you guys for that yeah they tried to change their clothes to white in finland they yeah, wanted they banned to... the middle fingers yeah <laughs> they, and they also Probably some people say that the lyrics are too rough, but we say that we're not going to change the clothes. We're not going to change the lyric or music. But the middle finger things, actually, this, we, we this, painted them red. So, so, so it worked out pretty well. <laughs> we can't do this. Yeah. I try to, try to unsee my middle finger. Yeah. Like, uh, these, these are these are the creative ways we always have like we're always fighting against the windmill we're always fighting back the sense of revolution and sense of rebellion has always been a big part of line channel and it's continuing to be so even we're here in the Eurovision. Yeah, indeed. Well, guys, uh, we shall call it there. Uh, I'm conscious uh, of time and uh, and everybody will be wanting to chat to you. I've got to say, it's uh, been an absolute pleasure. Uh, certainly wish you uh, uh, every success uh, and luck uh, from Thursday semis. You know you're going to smash it. And then Saturday night, uh, who knows? And I'll certainly be looking out for the uh, old uh, red painted middle finger, that's for sure. I am a big fan of Eurovision. I've always been into it, even though I am a bit of a metalhead. Uh, but, you know, the fun of Eurovision, it's just great music and it's just great entertainments. But uh, certainly look forward to seeing you guys and wish you all the best.
Thank you. Thank you Thank very you. much. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much, man. Take it easy. Yep. Bye. Yes. Cheers. Yeah. Bye.